Welcome to the teacher and the preacher. This program is all about the importance of coming to understand that the Christian community and the Jewish community have more in common than we have been led to believe. Rather than seeing each other as against each other, we need to come to a point of seeing that the statement that our country is a Judeo-Christian nation is much more than just a mere statement, but truly reflects the reality of our nation as it was and should remain. Every week there will be an interesting dialogue about the issues that have divided Jews and Christians and how we can move in bridging the gaps and see that by talking about the issues, we can better move in the direction of having more unity. Unity that will heal and help bring together a nation that is under attack by the forces of atheism, secularism, and a breakdown of family values. Join us now for a discussion between the teacher and the preacher. Welcome to the Teacher and the Preacher podcast. Thank you for joining us this week for the episode that is going to be, I think, quite informative and memorable. I'm the preacher, Dave McGarra. And I'm the teacher, Hal Berman. And for those who joined us last week, this is the episode we promised, and we promise we deliver. David said last week, we go where angels fear to tread. So this is one of those episodes. I got a question from a listener, and I'll just read it to you. In essence, I enjoy your show, so I do not want to appear antagonistic, but I would really like to know what Hal Berman's position and perspective is on Jesus Christ. Who does Hal believe Jesus is or was? Now, that was actually a very respectful question, and I thought, you know, this would be great to talk about. I don't think we've we've touched on this, but I don't know that we've ever really delved into this. And... This listener asked this very respectfully, in very open-ended way, you know, what what do you think? Uh, but I can tell you, I've gotten over the years, whether from listeners or just in life in general, let's say uh, less open-ended <laughs> versions. And uh, we did a show, uh, not a show, a uh, like a teacher-preacher night in Jerusalem, Dave, several years ago. And I remember it was a great evening and people asked all kinds of great questions and really good atmosphere and then this one guy who was he was he was on, on one of your uh, tours and i think as as you've said sometimes christians come to israel and this is the first time they're meeting judaism as a living breathing faith and sometimes there's a disconnect and i, I think for this man there was and he just looked at me and in a very challenging tone i'll say he said he said don't you know that there are over 300 prophecies. Of course, I had heard this before, but he said, don't you know there are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled? How can you not believe in Jesus? How can you see those prophecies and, and not believe in him? And of course, you know, how do you answer that in a two-minute answer? But I do think whether asked in an open-ended way or a, let's say, more challenging way, uh, it's a question that a lot of Christians have. Of they have read scripture in a certain way, uh, many times their whole lives, uh, they see it that way, and nothing wrong with that at all. I'm not, I'm, I want to be clear, we're, I'm not here to, to change anyone's faith. But then they come across a Jewish person and a person of faith, not maybe a secular Jewish person, but a person who maybe knows the Bible, and they're kind of scratching their head. It's, they're saying, well, hey, they, they read those passages in Isaiah. Hey, they, they've read this stuff. How can they not see what I see? In fact, there is another way of looking at things, and that's what we're going to delve into. Yeah, I think this is a very good topic. And, you know, one of the things that we've historically used the program for is to be educational and informational. It's not a program that targets, you know, converting the Jews. It's uh, the teacher and the preacher. It's an Orthodox Jew and a Christian pastor. But 
there is a level of mutual respect that enables us to have conversations like this where it's so informative and so insightful because as you just mentioned, it's not something that you can answer in two minutes. So we've dedicated this episode to really be able to just have a chance to go as deep as we want to go because there are a lot of similarities between Jesus and the New Testament and the Jewish sages of the time of Jesus. And uh, there's a lot of people in within the framework of uh, the, the Jewish uh, population that kind of wonder uh, or maybe express that, you know, Jews are taught that Jesus is really only for the Gentiles. So this awakens, I think, probably a lot of curiosity in a lot of people, especially Christians who are getting acquainted with Jews, Christians who are coming to investigate the Jewish roots of Christianity, and the fact that Jesus was, in fact, a Jew, raised in a a Jewish home, uh, born of Jewish parents, and uh, Torah observant. And so I know that there are Christians who go, why why doesn't this just click, you know? But so this is going to be such a good piece. So Let's get going on us. Start walking us through this. So I think the first thing, just as a prerequisite to all of this, is defining the conversation. Often the question is asked, and I, and I get why it's asked this way. It's either asked, as this listener asked, of you know, so what do you believe about Jesus, or what you know, why don't you believe in Jesus? And although that is a dividing line between Jews and Christians. Uh, I think we have to back up a step and say, well, what what are Jews? Because uh, back many years ago, I was a I was secular, and I, I before I had uh, found Torah and uh, became a religious Jew, and I was living in Texas, and I came across people who I was the first Jew they had met, and I would often get asked, so so what are Jews? And I would answer at that time, well, you know, Jews and Christians share a lot of things. We believe a lot of the same things, which is true. And I would say, but the reality is that Jews believe the Messiah hasn't come yet, and we're still waiting for him. And Christians believe that Jesus was the Messiah, and he's going to come a second time. And people were satisfied with that answer. But here's the problem with that answer. That doesn't define what Jews are at all. Because if I were to say Jews are people who don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, uh, that's true of Muslims. That's true of Buddhists, that's true of Hindus, that's true of atheists. It says nothing about what Jews are. And to say what Jews are, you actually don't even get to the Jesus question. So I just want to start with this. Jews, as defined in the Bible, are a people. Uh, In Hebrew, it's an am. It says over and over again, it talks about the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, the children of Israel. The word religion that we know as a modern concept, it doesn't appear anywhere in the Bible. There is no word in the Bible for religion. It just doesn't exist, that idea. So the Jews are a people, and they're in a certain covenantal relationship with God, which is defined in the Torah. They're supposed to observe certain commandments given by God, and that's the connection. That is the relationship with God, is through those commandments. In fact, the word mitzvah, commandment, in Hebrew, the root of that word also means connection. It's it's the way of connecting to God, and it's that whole relationship. And that's before you get into Messiah, who the Messiah is, what the Messiah is supposed to do. 
This is the relationship. And that's what the Jewish people are. So we start with that. And then from there, then we can talk about, okay, given Jews are this people chosen by God to be in this particular covenantal relationship and to live their lives in a certain relationship with God, now, how does that inform what they believe or don't believe about the Messiah? Yeah, you know, that, that's, uh, that's a great way to, to launch this because I do think that there are a lot of assumptions. And as we've talked about this in previous conversations, even some of the words that we use to, you know, describe or define, uh, we think that we're talking the same language only to find out that it's the same words but different meanings. Yeah, and we've done number, numerous shows on that, in fact. Yes, and, and I think that that very much comes into play here in understanding Jewish views and perspectives regarding Jesus. Because you can have a conversation with a Christian and start using some of these biblical words that have dramatically different uh, definitions in regards to understanding. And we think that, wow, we're just connecting so well <laughs> at deeper levels. And then I think in many ways that, uh, that that is true. But on some of these things, it's just the same word, but it's a completely different meaning. So when we talk about this, I think uh, it's so important, and you did such a great job of helping people understand that the Jews are a covenant people. And the issue of Jesus isn't even a part of that. I mean, this is, this is uh, such an important piece. And I think that, um, once again, for our, our listeners, the fact that Christianity is birthed out of Judaism helps us understand why it's so important that we would get acquainted with Judaism, that we would understand the roots of our faith, which I think will cause us to have a deeper appreciation for not only the Jewish beliefs, but the value of the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, because one of the things we have happening right now within the framework of the church at large is that there is a diminishing of the value and endorsement of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, and because of that, uh, man, we, we are making a huge, huge cut in some of the most significant pieces uh, out of which our, our own faith is birthed. So this is, this is a big deal. And I think that helping us understand some of the perspectives and positions and how Jesus is viewed really, really is, comes into play here. So something happened over time that created this issue, and that was uh, what Christianity, uh, its position is, is solely positioned on the fact that they believe that uh, Jesus is the Messiah, that he was uh, born of a virgin, that he fulfills the, the prophetic scriptures, and uh, on and on and on. But there was, this became such a division point, and the end result is that there was such a chasm that was created, and and maybe we'll get into that in this conversation of what that horrible division created and, and what it cost the Jewish people. But let's talk a little bit about that whole thing, because in my relationship with so many Jewish people, they don't have near as big a problem with Jesus being who he is. They have a much bigger problem with Paul. 
That's absolutely right. Now, one can, of course, interpret Paul many different ways. And I know, you know, thousands upon thousands of books have been written on that subject. So what I'm going to say is going to sound overly simplistic in that context. But in general, you know, when we talk about Jews being a covenant people, Jesus was a Jew. He was part of that covenant people. He was part of that covenant. And well, I, I would go even further as far as talking about Judaism enriching Christianity. I think that one can have a much deeper understanding of the New Testament by seeing what's Jewish in it, by understanding the, the Jewish roots. So that was when we look at a lot of the conversations Jesus had, whether with the Pharisees, with the people, a lot of it is on points of Jewish law. A lot of it is about how do we observe these, this or that part of the covenant? And he was talking to Jews. Now, Paul comes along and uh, that is where, from a Jewish perspective, things go south, so to speak. And, uh, you know, we, we, without getting into all the details, you know, Paul has a very particular take on, on Jesus that you don't necessarily find all those ideas in the Gospels. And, and that's where uh, things start to happen. The, the other thing I would say with Paul, there's, there's a phrase that I've coined. I don't think anyone else has used it, and maybe for good reason. Maybe I'm just off on this. But uh, the phrase that I've coined is the Paul syndrome. And what I mean by that is Paul went, you know, he even says to the Jew first, and he went to the Jews first. And by his own accounts in the New Testament, he wasn't super successful with the Jews. Uh, by his own accounts, he went into synagogues where he, let's say, wasn't given uh, the warmest of welcomes. And where Paul really started to gain the traction was when he went out to the nations. And that's when really things started to, to move. And I think we've actually seen that over and over again. Uh, if you look today, what are called messianics, uh, it started out trying to convert the Jews, just as Paul did. And if you go into most messianic uh, synagogues, churches, whatever you want to call them today, uh, in many of them, you'll find mostly Christians. Uh, there are a lot more, certainly in America, Christian messianics than, than Jewish messianics. Uh, if you look at someone like Michael Brown, who he's Jewish, and he's a well-known messianic teacher, well-known in Christian circles. He's on Christian media. Uh, if you ask Christians, they know who he is. If you ask the typical Jew, unless there's someone like me who follows this stuff, they won't know who he is. Um, so that started with Paul. And in taking that message to the nation, and this is from a Jewish perspective, I don't expect Christians necessarily to agree with this, but in taking that message to the nation, uh, that message, you could say, either changed or it was packaged differently. It had a different slant. And, and that's where things started. You started getting that friction uh, between Jews and Christians. Let's go back to Jesus for a few minutes here and talk about uh, the fact that for many, many of the Jews who are interested in this particular topic, um, they, they don't really push back at all about uh, whether or not Jesus was a real person, a historical figure, whether or not he was born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, whether or not he was a rabbi, itinerant preacher, and that he uh, was uh, Torah observant, all of these things. And the big item is whether or not he was Messiah or not. W would you agree with that? Absolutely. In, in fact, I brought some examples. I even took some notes. There are many places in the New Testament that you can then go into the Talmud, into Jewish writings, and find very similar ideas. 
to Jesus, where you can say, oh, there's clearly parallels here. And many of them, many of those sources came from the time of Jesus or the generation before Jesus. So um, I, I won't say everything, but a very large part of the things that Jesus said are consistent with Jewish ideas. The issue comes about with the idea of, uh, there's two issues, and we can get into this maybe later, the idea of, first of all, identity of the Messiah, who he was, uh, and then, and I think this is the bigger issue, divinity of the Messiah, the nature of the Messiah, was he son of God? Uh, because the Jewish conception of the Messiah is rather different. That's, that's where the real dividing line comes, but in terms of Jesus's teachings, there's much, much, in fact, it's striking. Uh, I have some examples where you can go through and compare what the rabbis say and what Jesus says. And, and you're like, wow, they were on the same page. Yeah, I think one of the things that comes into play here that's a, that's a big issue is that for the most part, we in America, for sure, have pretty much stripped Jesus of his Jewishness. We've Americanized him. We've kind of Americanized the Bible. We don't see it as a Jewish book, which when we did those things, it's cost us enormously. It has twisted the true, pure view of who Jesus was as a Jew. And because we've done that, and because we don't have that Jewish insight and history and understanding, we don't, we don't get the depth of, of even the Gospels at the level that we should as followers of Jesus, because he's 100% Jewish, you know, in, in his time, there was no such thing as a Christian. And so this is one of the things that I think has exposed some of the, I guess, honest ignorance of most Christians is they don't, they don't even realize this. So that I think that's one of the really important values of this conversation today, because just as you said, he wasn't out of line with what uh, the other rabbis were teaching of that time. However, one of the things that he did say numerous times is, you know, you've always heard it said, but I say, and then he would take it to some different level or maybe some different direction. And those things began to happen. But I think when it came to rabbis, one of the things that kind of set them apart was the shmiha. That, that authority. And they were constantly, you know, taking Jesus' temperature on, you know, where did you get your authority from? Because he would be talking about these things and proclaiming these things, and they're wondering, how, how did you become a rabbi? Yeah, so I think also he's very rooted in the Hebrew Scriptures. If you start looking at what the rabbis said and what he said, it's not that different. So how do we get from that to where the New Testament has him opposing the Pharisees? And that goes to something you said, Dave, where he says, you know, you've heard it said, but I say. So when you go to the Talmud, it's very interesting. The Talmud is the series of conversations, sometimes debates among rabbis on points of Jewish law, just as Jesus was doing. And there's this very striking phrase you see over and over again in the Talmud, where one rabbi or another will be saying, you've heard it said, or a rabbi so-and-so says X, but I say Y. And that's exactly the discourse Jesus was using. So it's that's an example of it seen as, well, he was going outside the bounds, but in fact, he was using the same discourse. And when the New Testament talks about the Pharisees as a group, uh, there are some scholars who believe, and I, I agree with this, that 
it was probably one group of Pharisees because in fact, and this is very apparent when you read the Talmud, there are multiple viewpoints among the Pharisees. There are different schools, there were different rabbis who just like Jesus had disciples and one school from one rabbi had certain views and another uh, rabbi had different views and they would debate each other just as, as Jesus did. So uh, if I can give an example, if, if you want. Uh, Jesus and Mark, he comes to the defense. This is a well-known uh, passage. He comes to the defense of some of the disciples for breaking the laws of the Sabbath by plucking grain. And he says to the Pharisees who complain, quote, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. And we tend to think of that, well, that's this revolutionary idea. And we also see it as Jesus is at odds with the Pharisees. But when we look at Jewish sources, what we see is he's actually quoting back to them. He's basically taking sides within the Pharisees. So we have in the Talmud a certain Rabbi Yonatan, that's Jonathan, and he's explaining that the Sabbath can be violated to save a human life, which is Jewish law to this day. And he says, referencing scripture, the Sabbath is holy for you, means the Sabbath was handed over to you and not you to it. So we have Jesus saying, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Rabbi Yonatan, the Sabbath was handed over to you and not you to it. Different words, but same exact idea. Now, Rabbi Yonatan and Jesus might differ on exactly what you can do, uh, what, what constitutes uh, something valid to violate the Sabbath for. But this idea that you can under certain circumstances and the underlying reason that you can, total agreement. So you have the situation that then you go back to the story of Jesus and you find that, well, maybe it wasn't a new idea. Maybe he was actually saying, hey, you know, you guys, this is uh, th this is totally legitimate within at least one school of thinking among the Pharisees. Yeah, even, even today, uh, we have the same identical thing. You know, rabbis haven't changed over the eons of time. Uh, they, they, they will still argue greatly with each other. They have disciples who are dedicated and loyal and fo will follow their rabbi and they'll, they'll argue with other students of another rabbi. And, you know, it's part of, I think, Jewish life, especially for those yeshiva students, that they, they are constantly drilling down and digging out the deeper meanings of the scriptures. And, and there are different points of view on it and different arrival places. And I, I think just as you're making the, a great point here, and that is that it, it wasn't any different during Jesus' time. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't changed across the years. I, I remember uh, one of the programs that Charlie and I did, uh, who who used to sit in your seat, and we interviewed this rabbi, and we asked him, you know, what do you think about Jesus? And immediately he he said, well, I don't want to make your listeners feel bad, but I probably know him better than most of your listeners, which is what was, I think, quite attention getting. And he went on to say, listen, uh, you know, uh, he was a Jew. He was born and raised and he went down the whole pedigree. And uh, then he said, you know, but he, but he was a rabbi. And because of that, I knew his calendar. I knew his daily routine. I knew the prayers that he prayed. And he just went down this litany of things. And he said, because, you know, we as rabbis, we haven't changed hardly at all across the years in, in terms of, you know, who, who we are and how we function. And then he talked about the fact that, hey, listen, this is my brother. 
and I love him. So all these listeners are just really pulled in, and all of a sudden he says, but was he the Messiah? I don't think so. And you know, that's kind of how, <laughs> how the program ended. Very straightforward, but, but um, also a, a honest way. And it created great conversation, not only I think for our listeners, but also great conversation going forward for Charlie and I because of the mix of people that we had that listened to uh, you know, the, the programs or the episodes. So I think the same thing here that this is, this is so good to turn the lights on for a, a lot of the people who are joining us for this particular episode. And uh, I think that uh, some of this historical background is, is what puts the context in it so that we, we do understand a lot of things that aren't typically a part of uh, what we bring to the table when we have this kind of conversation. So let's talk just a little bit more about uh, some of the other things that Jews believe about Jesus. So, and bear in mind, there is some range of, uh, among Christians, there's a range of what they believe about Jesus. So, but I would say in general, and now we're talking about normative Jews here, we're not talking about messianics or anything like that. We're talking about the vast majority of the Jewish world. Uh, Jesus, as we said, he was a he was a Jew. He was a member of the covenant people. Many of his teachings are in line with those of the rabbis of Second Temple era Judaism. He was a great man. Was he the Messiah? I, I agree with the rabbi you had as a guest those years ago. Uh, from a Jewish perspective, no. Uh, and this will maybe not sit well with every Christian listener. But from a Jewish perspective, he did not meet all of the requirements of the various prophecies of what is required to be a messiah and therefore we're still waiting for the one who does so this leaves us with the best cliffhanger that lets us be able to uh, uh, pull our listeners in for the next episode part two so i i hope that uh, you will join us for that in the meantime you can chase down some great information about Hal and I at theteacherandthepreacher.com, our website. You can sign up for the blog and it uh, will keep you informed about what the episodes are. You'll also learn a little bit more about The Teacher and the Preacher. Catch us on our Facebook page, The Teacher and the Preacher. Hal does a great job keeping us up to date on all different kinds of outstanding uh, not always well-known facts about Israel and what's going on there. And uh, we're also on Twitter at the Teach Preach. And uh, you can email us at theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. And we would invite you to do that. Let us know input, uh, suggestions, any of those kind of things that you would like to give us feedback on. We so appreciate you joining us for this episode. We look forward to being with you again uh, on our next episode. And until then, may the God of Israel who never slumbers or sleeps, may he watch over Israel and our Jewish friends, and may that same God bless America. Amen. The teacher and the preacher will be back next Sunday for another discussion on how Christians and Jews can come to once again proclaim that the United States is truly a Judeo-Christian nation. To contact the teacher and the preacher, email them at theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. That's the teacher and the preacher at gmail.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and give you shalom.